Jackson, Tennessee. I got a call from you, um, obviously just now, saying United um, Emirates. So, yeah. what's that about? Moved to Dubai. I wouldn't say moved permanently, but I'm doing business from London to Dubai at the okay. moment. Um, had a few different ventures out here that we thought we would take control of and take advantage of, and by God's grace, it is going well so far. You know, mm. so I'm looking forward to seeing what the future holds. But yeah, I'm in Dubai currently. I've always been the kind of guy who overheats really easily like how have you found that out there Cause I, i've known plenty of people have gone to dubai and like just the heat like they end up going home early and it seems like one of those really beautiful places where like there's so many opportunities stuff like that it's growing real quick and the, the, the heat man i don't know if i could take that how, how do you find it i would say overall it's been good like a lot of people i know do come out to these countries and they can't handle the heat because it's too hot especially desert countries like in the middle east and just any desert country, really, because remember, we're in a desert. So here, yeah, you're looking around, even now, my view is purely desert. Like, a lot of it is just desert. There's a few bits of greenery, but I like the heat. I think it's better than the cold. If I had to pick between the cold and the heat, I much prefer the heat. Everybody's a lot more happier. I don't know. The weather really does affect people's moods. So when I'm with people a bit happier, you know, you're going out, you're talking to people, um, whoever it may be, they are just a lot more happier than being in London. So I like yeah. the heat. I think I handle it. You would definitely find that in London, though, because people are just so grateful for that inch of sun until like 24 hours has passed and then everyone's sick of it again. That's sort of been the message of like British summer this year, especially like in a real it's letdown. Weird. It's weird because I feel like some people here in these countries, they are some, not, not all of them, because obviously Dubai is known for being a very rich, wealthy country. Mm. However, in Dubai, you're, you find like a lot of the workers, the people that built Dubai, you know, the actual people that built Dubai. Yeah. You know, the taxis, the people who do construction, the restaurant owners, they're, the way they get paid is terrible yeah. compared to what we get paid for doing their jobs in London. So mm. I feel like in London or even in England as a whole, a lot of people are not as grateful compared to a lot of people here because they've got everything. So little things like the sun, they're going to be like, oh, we don't want the weather right now. No one cares about the weather here, you know, yeah. because... Like I said, it's, 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 it's a normal thing. But I think in London, it's, I don't know, I feel like people are not grateful for the little things. So for example, the sun. Some people are grateful in London for the sun, but at the same time, some people complain when it's sunny or when it's rain, raining. So yeah, I feel like a lot of people here don't really care about the heat. Um, obviously, they know it's hot, but they're here to work. But in London, I feel like everybody's, I don't know, got it quite easy compared to living out here. I certainly found that in London. Yeah, there's definitely a lack of uh, counting your own blessings and, and everything along those lines. Like you, you do. I, I, I live just on the outskirts of London. So whenever I go and it's a big switch up for me, I go from nice countryside. And as I move in further and further, there's a concrete jungle, concrete jungle. So you're stuck in the middle of Soho and you can't see, I don't know, four or five blocks ahead of you just because there's so much stuff going around. And when like it's quite literal when you're like enclosed in all those walls of concrete, like your perspective encloses as well, which just as well in it. But yeah, London is definitely one of those places as well. And it's funny you spoke about the the heat, actually. So you were saying how the heat brings out the best in people. 
Um, I've I've recently got into a guy called Wim Hof. You ever ever heard of him? Wim Hof. It sounds familiar. He's he's a guy. He's a guy who's known as the Ice Man, and he 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 would he would actually counter argue that he he always believes that the the cold brings out the primal instinct to sort of like find your truest self, your higher self. And, I believe that hundred percent. The cold yeah. definitely. Like there's something I was seeing on YouTube and even tested it. Cold showers it makes yeah. you confident. You're like you wake up in the morning, you're like, yo, I'm gonna do this freezing cold shower. It's like an obstacle you get over in a day, and after that. You're just, it, it takes a lot of confidence to do something like that. So I feel like it definitely brings out the best in people, the cold, sorry, mm. the, the primal instinct, you know, yeah. the, the best of the primal instinct that people when it's cold, but when mm. it's hot, I feel like a lot of people are more happy or more relaxed. You know, they're not, you know, look, for example, if you go on the train, right, in London, when it's winter time, it's raining, mm. nobody's, nobody's happy. Yeah. You don't find people happy. You normally find them to be quite, uh, you know, here it's very, it's very, it's a very nice um, environment. But yeah, compared to like what you were saying um, with the with the cold in in London um, or even anywhere, it does bring out that primal instinct because you have to survive. Like if you haven't got heating, you're effed. Yeah, you're yeah, of course. of course. So I do believe that it definitely brings out primal instinct. It brings out the version that sometimes of yourself you don't want to see when you go walk through that snow, you go walk through that freezing rain. You know, so yeah. Yeah, yeah, of course. I, I think that's why I've always felt quite blessed to live in England. Just because, like, to be fair, you do. I feel like you do get your fair share. This this year's been a, it's been an odd, it's been an odd one for sure. But certainly, certainly last summer lockdown was uh was was crazy, um in terms of weather. I loved it. Um, moving on slightly, there's one thing I wanted to ask you. You know, I was I was thinking about how to introduce you initially, and I was going to go for the Wolf of Walthamstow until I realised that's that's not a name you you do. Is that a name you hold close to you anymore? I think people still refer to me as a Wolf of Stoke, most definitely. It was a headline tag for sure for a while, wasn't it? Yeah, and a lot of people still, they might see me and go, you're that Wolf of Walthamstow guy, you know, and yeah, yeah. we even in London. But it's not something that sort of I hold like, yeah, I'm, I'm Wolf type of thing, you know. I feel like my name is Nathan John Baptiste and, you know, I wouldn't have the, I don't know, characteristics of a wolf, you know. Sometimes they can be quite vicious, etc. But I have a lot of passion. So I feel like that's where the name came from. Um, yeah. You know, even from the Wolf Wolf uh, Wall Street as well, obviously, but I like doing sweets. But yeah, it's not a name that I, I, I really like hold on to. Like I wouldn't be like, no, call me Wolf, you know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Wolfie, do you, yeah. Do, you, do you share any um, characteristics with the Wolf of Wall Street? Do you, do you think at all, or do you think it's just coincidence sort of name that? The hunger for success, but. I got to a point where money's not my god. You know, I feel like in the movie and even him as a person, when I sort of saw, when I sort of saw everything that he was representing, even in real life, I felt like, you know, you never heard him speak about the deeper things in life, but just very money materialistic. And that's not a characteristic characteristic I have anymore. I used to have such a characteristic like that, but it's not something I have anymore. There's more to life, way more to life than money and all that kind of stuff. And I, le- I learned that lesson. I learned that lesson. For sure. There's definitely a common theme on on social media at the moment where you, you there's this big uh, adoption of the hustlers mentality and it's slowly shifting now from male mental health and it's slowly going into the realm of you know make your money focus on you and there's so many different as- aspects of that teaching which I think is really good and healthy and then the further you go into it it becomes more about you know you know the Instagram algorithms and what they end up recommending for you and then over a amount of time it's basically like you're getting these big money making schemes coming up on your screen 24 7 and then slowly you know that that starts to inject into your brain you know maybe that's what you should be thinking about and it, it, it it's it's fascinating how things can come from such a good place and then what sprouts from that is something far darker 
mm. and greed. I think much. I definitely, I definitely agree with you on that. It's a lot darker. Like I think even as men today, um, I feel like even women as well, they've got the wrong ideology mm. that you know, women can just sit there and not have to do anything, look pretty. And that's it. And then the men is meant to provide and be the one that's going out there, has to be the wealthy one, all that kind of stuff. And I feel like, um, you know, yes, to some extent, you know, we are stronger, you know, men are stronger. But at the same time, I feel like it's a lot of pressure that this fake materialistic world has put on men today. I genuinely believe as a man, you should go out there and work your own. But at the same time, I genuinely believe that, you know, the world and women in general shouldn't be putting it on men. Like I see a lot of things, interviews nowadays, talking about, um, you know, for example, there was one that came out the other day and they were talking about how sort of women want this six-figure man and this person with a Rolex and they've got to be six foot this and all that kind of stuff, you know. And I feel like as a man, even on social media, you know, women talk about being conscious as well. But I feel like as a man, even on social media, um, a lot of men have sort of lost themselves in, you know, trying to impress people with designer and all that kind of stuff. But you don't see people really talking about the deeper things in life anymore. I think mental health 100% is key and they're talking about it. But I don't believe in people being weak. I feel like mental health is a real thing. And I, I feel like men in general, you know, uh, there are some uh, sort of issues there. But at the same time, I do believe that a man has to sort of go out there and work for his own. But, you know, yeah. understand they don't, they don't have to reach society's expectation. They do it on their own time. And when it when when it happens, it happens. Do you think that's um, being portrayed well then? The, do you think the, the message is being communicated well with the whole, the whole mental health situation at the moment? Not really to one of you because look, social media, everything gets lost on social media. So there's never one topic that's like a big topic unless something really bad happens. Then you hear a couple of people talk about it, but let's face it, social media, you post something, everybody forgets about it within three days. That's what happens usually. Of course. You know, you don't see anything. So I don't know. I feel like it's just another topic of the world, but not sort of a trending one. But yeah, I do. I do genuinely believe that, you know, um, men do need to start understanding that this world that we live in, is very materialistic. Even women as well, it's a very materialistic world, you know, and we've become so consumed by this materialism that is yeah. destroying minds, destroying souls, is destroying people in general because of materialism. I think a good way, a, a good way to sort of summarize it is, you know, a, a lot of these campaigns will go for the the exercise route and, and stuff like that, or talking about your feelings and stuff like that. The way I've always seen it, it's been, um, it's always been about a sense of self-understanding. I think it's really the only, the only key um, maybe understanding the people around you, but understanding yourself and your relationships and how you work, I, th I think is the only real way to give good advice. And then you just, you just leave them to it. It's all about teaching your own self-confidence. And that comes from understanding your own self-worth as well. And that's something that you never really see spoken about as much. I think we, we, we live in a world now as well, where self-hate is a very ever-growing trend as well. It's, it's very, it, it's, it's been, seen through passing humor and it'll go from passing humor to almost people begging for pity online. Um, and that's, it's now a global trend and I don't think people are too sure how to get out of it now. Self-confidence is key. And I think, you know, believing in that kind of stuff, but at the same time, I feel like people do need some kind of savior to look to. I mm. feel like nowadays everybody thinks they can save themselves and we become so self-reliant on ourselves. And I think that's the problem. I think a lot of people always think they can fix it, but they can't. I used to think that I could fix it. The problems I was facing, a lot of people in this day and age think they can fix it, but there's always that empty space. And, you know, I genuinely believe a lot of the world needs Jesus Christ. You know, like people think, I, you know, oh, just crazy type of thing, or I don't believe that, but I've seen miracles. You know, a lot mm. of people just hear about, you know, the miracles in the Bible, but I've seen them. 
I've seen them in real day life. You know, people think it's a movie. So I feel like, yeah, something where a lot of people do need some kind of savior to turn to because a lot of people are lost. Even like I said, on social media, you even said on social media, people are lost and can't find themselves, but they try to find themselves. Mm. They try to find the true self, but you're never going to find the true self because the world has made you lost. Like mm. growing up, think about how much you lose to the world. You know, you look on social media, you look at here, you're, you lose a part of yourself. So getting yourself back by yourself is difficult. You need yeah. someone else. I, th- I, th- I think that's true. That's very true. I think that's what I was trying to say as well. It's about finding your own your own route to that, though. I think when when I say look yeah. to yourself, I mean it's about finding your own route and sort of using the tools that, that you know that you've been given to sort of to carve that. Um, I think people are also very keen to point the finger at social media, but never never keen to put down the phone. Um, oh yeah, that's always been something. It's always like, well, social media made me do it, and I go well, put that, put down the phone. Like I think in, in some of my worst moments, you know, it's the phone down, mm-hmm. and usually like you know, the, the world should be pointing you in a fairly good direction. 100%, definitely, definitely. Put the phone down. Put mm. the phone down. I, I agree with that massively. Put the phone down. Yeah, mm. just put it down. You know, pick up a book. Pick up the Bible. Even yesterday, I put the phone down and I thought, is is my God the phone? Or is my God my God? Yeah. 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 Well, I think is one thing I've noticed recently as well, if you go for a walk out in, in nature, you see a lot of good metaphors for you know what, what the bible represents as well you know the, the whole you know, I remember you were very much about the reaping what you sow and stuff like that there's a lot of elements in nature that sort of reflect those sort of teachings anyway i think also there's no, there's nothing a good walk can solve i've always liked always liked a good walk one million percent and everywhere yeah. you go you see it you see the bible the word of god you see it actually in fruition like you actually do see it mm. you know I, I don't know i feel like the world has become very lost like we're living in some messed up times right now we're very messed up it's crazy. All you have to do is, especially now, actually, sorry to interrupt you. It's like the second the world opens up and you, you take a step back and you see, for instance, I've been out clubbing a few times and you do take a look around. You do see a, a few lost people out there. Yeah, 100 million percent. Definitely. It's, yeah, I, I, I would admit even I was lost at some point. You know, I didn't know who I was. And I feel like a lot of people walk about and they don't know. They don't know who they are. You yeah. know, sadly. But it is one of the things where you can be found, you know, your, your identity can be found, but you know, I, I genuinely believe, and I know it's in Christ, you know, a lot of people will be like, Oh, Bible bashing, all that kind of stuff. But Adam, the things I've seen, brother, it's crazy. Of course. Of course. But I think it's, it's very easy for people to cast those sort of comments, but I think the more important side of the argument is finding your own route to, to that sort of salvation, almost like where, wherever you can't you can't get salvation i don't think through and you know viewers on him i think oh you know you can but there's only one way like no one's perfect and god mm. is real some people believe in a spiritual side and that but that's not going to save you at the end of the day you mm. know when you've got demonic attacks happening that you don't realize a demon has taken over or you see exorcisms you know like i've seen them and and real life and you know the only name i'm saving you is jesus christ you know i've tested it myself and it's real stuff you know so, so would you want to talk a bit more about that that sounds quite interesting yeah 100 percent. I'm, I'm happy to most definitely um it's been a journey it's been a journey like i said there's a lot of deep things i've seen and that's why for me um that when you said about the characteristics of this that's that's really not me you know and really truly has ever been me no but like we we're discussing you can get lost in the world exactly um, but yeah discuss it whatever you like to, so, to so sh- straight from childhood then when, when did you start see, seeing these signs these these miracles or i never believed i was that person in re that used to say no this doesn't make sense how is this making sense how is this yeah. making sense me you know 
yeah. you know and you, you don't people don't believe and mm. you know it is something that i went through i didn't it's, believe it's also cool to be the contrarian when you're when you're in a secondary school as well going going against the ideas stuff like that it was always a very cool thing to do 100% definitely you know great minds think alike you know as the same book so it was something yeah we did but as time went on I remember I, I used to always get dragged to church by my aunt because I used to be quite bad and I stay at my cousins on a Saturday and then on Sunday it's like you have to go to church and I was like flip like you had to go so obviously I've gone now and what happened was I remember just seeing people just had these like really weird experiences in church and i'd be like why are they speaking like that speaking in tongues and i'm like why are they speaking like that and I, how, I was like how do you guys believe this much like what is real and she told me certain experiences that happened and i said i want an experience like that you know i, I genuinely said look god if you give me an experience like that i'll believe in you so one day i went to an event i was quite young and i was falling asleep it was towards the end of the service so that this uh, church event i just felt led to go like i don't know where it was but I'm like you know what i have nothing else to do let me just go so i was falling asleep falling asleep and i must have been around 10 12 something like that really young right and i was falling asleep falling asleep and then the guy said come up and let your sins burn up and then i don't know i felt this burst of energy just like literally enter inside me and i yeah. walked up on the stage and i put my hands in the air and then literally all around me i felt tingles like i felt like i was shaking like having a seizure almost but it felt so beautiful mm. and i could like next you know i've opened my eyes and all these people are around me like all these people on stage they've come up. i was the first guy on stage like i'm young i just wanted i don't know where it was but i just felt let to go up yeah and then what happened was i heard crackling like wood like you know that like wood fire when it's like like in in the in the forest when you're camping or something like that and you hear like fire crackling yeah yeah, yeah 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 gotcha I could, I could just see visions like of all this because i went through some stuff when i was younger and i just see all these visions of like these things leaving me and obviously i've come off stage and i was like i don't know with the event finish it's calmed down but then sorry at the same time backtracking a bit i was praying right and i was like i never prayed but i felt this presence and it was the holy spirit it was the spirit of god that's what's happened the spirit of god has entered the place and I was, yeah, shaking, like almost in tears. I'm young, remember, right? And then what happened? I'm praying, I'm praying, I'm praying. And as I'm praying, the words that I'm praying are come out of another woman's mouth. So she's like the head of the church. And she's like, Did it, like she, I'm praying. The topics I'm praying about, she is coming out of her mouth at the same time. And these are deep topics. And I'm got my, I'm like small, like all these people around me, no one can see me. But uh. I heard her on the mic. She was praying for us, but she was praying the same stuff. I was praying at the exact same time. And uh. then I've come on stage and I'm thinking I'm on stage for like 10 minutes. We were on stage for like two, three hours. <laughs> and that's when I knew God was real. I was like, oh my days. No one can explain this. I remember I'm someone who didn't believe. Mm. So this feeling, like you have to get to understand God is real. It doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. But yeah, that's what happened. That's incredible. That's incredible, man. Like... Yeah, I, 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 I don't know what to say to someone like that. That's that's absolutely insane. And where, where did that? Where do you feel like that that feeling took you from there? Do you, do you feel like you entered a new path, or did you? I backtracked to some extent. Like what happened was after everything happened, I did sort of go back to certain old ways that when I was sort of born again. Because that's what happened. I've come born again. I how how old were you when that happened? I was like ten or twelve. I can't remember the wow. exact age. It was in between. It was very young, like year seven. So year seven must have been like twelve or eleven, something like that. But that's, mm. that's, that's, yeah, that's what happened. Were your family church goers when you were younger or? 
at all. You know, you got Catholic church and stuff like that, but it wasn't like one of them things where like major believers or like felt people. no real relationship with it. Yeah, it wasn't a relationship with God. You know, yeah. it was you got religion, then you got a relationship. Religion tells you, you know, do this certain amounts and you know God will be happy and that kind of stuff. But a relationship is truth. It's like having a partner, right? And yeah. all the time, you know, you're going out with that partner and you're just treating her to the next nicest bag. And then after that, you're going. And right. then you're coming back, you're buying her the nicest dinner, and then you're going. Do you know mm. it's like that's not a relationship. That's no, like no, no. Religion, you know, okay. It needs to be truth. And for me, it was like, you know, I never felt a connection. I think a lot of the world doesn't feel connection with God because they don't realize that God wants a relationship with you, not a religion. Yeah. You know, it's a yeah. relationship. I think there's um, definitely a loss in translation with the with the messages of religion for sure. Um, you, you, you see that all the time, especially in you know the, the religious people. You, you see a definite, definite absent absence in teachings and along those lines. I think it's also important to fear, um, feel like a, a strong relationship between the fear and love of of a, yeah. of, of a higher power for sure. Do, do, do you feel that? Do you feel that combination? I've always said there's always been a very fine line between fear and love, but is is that something you can relate to? I think definitely you must fear, but you have, I have to understand that God loves you. You know, mm. if God didn't love you, he wouldn't have sent Jesus Christ to die for you. Because mm. look, our sins, people don't realize that this world we live in, if you just look at this world and you think, oh, we're just here, that's it. Like, you, you must not be seeing something. Like, you must not realize how fortunate we are to be here. And when when people talk about Jesus Christ, they don't realize that he's died for your sins. Now, there is another life after this. Like, there's so many testimonies of people going heaven. They've become resuscitated. They've come back to life. You know, there's hmm. so many stories that you can, there's so many miracles that have happened, right? Yeah. And still people don't believe in God. And the thing is, is people have even gone to hell before. People have died and they've seen what it's like on the other side. There is real testimonies. And they don't realize that the only one that can save you is Jesus Christ. Because look, we all fall short of the perfection of God in this world. We all fall short. No one is perfect. Everybody's judged towards their actions. Like if you look at all the things we've done in our life, I'm not saying everybody's a bad person at all, but even me, I have done things where it's like, would I be prepared to go into the afterlife and be confident that I'm going to make it to heaven? Mm. You know, because we're on earth. If people think that we've made it on earth and they go, oh, how can I be a heaven? Well, let me ask you something. How could you be on earth? I was going to say like one of the, I've always been very, um, in, in, terms, in terms of my beliefs, fairly, fairly, fairly firmly in the belief of a higher power. Um, and, and the argument, the argument I've always used is um, if you make something absolutely understandable, then you're completely devaluing its power in the first place. I think um, as 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 what we are of mortals, like if, if we're going to accept the fact that there is something, you know, all knowing, all present and things like that, then we're in no position to be questioning anything on this world at all. I think there's a lot of people who say that they go, look, if God is you know, all powerful, and if God is all of this, then why would we know everything about God? And we don't, but we have his word. Exactly. I think, we're, we're, but we're in no position to question the will of God is what I was sort of trying to say. It was like, you know, the, the, it's it's a very typical argument, or why did bad things happen and stuff like that? And it's all about, you know, you don't, you're not in, you're not in a, uh, an intellectual enough position to really be questioning that because no one really truly is. It's so, true. That is deep. Even me, I've learned something there. That is deep, 100%. We only know why God has done something. Well, we don't know. You're only going to know. We're never going to, we might never know, but mm. we're only going to sort of 
understand why he's done something when we realize that he's done it for a reason. Yeah. You know? And you don't know what could have happened in the future. You never know what could happen in the future. Only God knows. Exactly. So I think, you know, you, you follow the word of good, the word of God, and, and, and you know, and you blind, blindly follow, I think. I think is and miracles happen when you follow that like them promises are real i've tested them look you can't truly be a believer if you haven't tested whether it be even a, a friend of yours or whether it be god like god wants you to have total faith in him so if he has to show you signs and wonders for you to believe he's going to do it and i remember i've tested it and there are certain promises i said lord look i've done this like lord like show me this promise is real and it's happened in a random most random occasion you mm. know so yeah, it's real. So, it's your, real your, what, what do you feel like your, was your biggest test then out of interest? My biggest test, oh wow, my biggest test was selling all of my materialistic items. I remember I sat there one night and I hit rock bottom. I lost everything. I lost my office, lost my business, lost a lot of. Is this uh, is this Wolf Enterprises we're talking about right now? Yeah, Wolf Enterprise at the time, but even more, I had other sort of, sort of online businesses running, but just everything went bad. I think maybe greed got to me, and mm. I wanted to get into another line of business and. It wasn't a very good line of business. I don't know, greed. That's why money made me as a person. Mm. And when I lost everything, it lost, it made me lose the friends. And I say friends because there were fake people, you know, around me, you know. And mm. um, I'm a very loving person, you know. Uh, you know, I had sort of, you know, girls I thought loved me, you know, for who I was, but they were only there for the money. And just when everything went wrong, it's like everything was gone about I was by myself. And I thought, what's the meaning of life? Like, what is the meaning of life? Like I've, I've worked so hard for what I've achieved now and then it's all gone. And I just yeah. went to take my life. Like literally, I remember I said, I, I was going through depression and I'd be awake during the night, but then, so I'd be awake during the morning. No, I'd be awake during the night, sorry. And I'd be asleep during the morning and afternoon and wake up during the night. So I was going through that really that bad depression at the time. Um, mm. And look, people have done it. You know, people have gone through it. You know, I'm not saying, oh, this is like, you know, an occasion for me, feel sorry, et cetera. But people will go through it. And I just thought, I'm not going through this cycle of depression again. And I was like, I'm not going through this cycle of reaching the top, then failing again. And I thought, you know, what's the meaning? I can't see a way out. And I went to take my own life. And I said, Lord, when I wake up, I said, I, I, I was like, Lord, if you're there, I lost belief. I was like, why would God let it happen to me? Yeah. And I said, God, if you're real, you know, and please, you know, I didn't believe I was like, God, you know, I, I, I believe you're real, but I, I, I need to sort of take you know this life because i um i don't feel at peace i said i don't feel at peace at all you know i didn't want to be alive anymore and i said god i know it's a major sin to kill yourself and commit murder but you commit murder on yourself but i said please let me into your kingdom like please when i do this let me to heaven and then as i'm going to sleep now i said my prayer and i was bawling my eyes out like i was crying like i really went to god in all truth it wasn't just a prayer like that it was like i was this is the only one that i can think is going to help me in this situation and as i sat there i went to sleep and i was like in the the mean the 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 thing of being awake and being asleep and i sat there sleeping i heard the ten commandments it was really weird i can't explain it but i heard the ten commandments and I, and then i heard mark 10 21 okay so i've flipped over to mark 10 21 and it was the exact situation that i was going through and it said a young man ran up to jesus christ a young rich man ran up to jesus christ and said lord lord what must i do to enter the kingdom of heaven. Jesus Christ looked at him and loved him and said, you lack one thing, go and sell all you own and give the money to the poor, then you have treasure in heaven and then come follow me. And when I heard that, I was like, 
whoa. Like I read the, I heard Mark 21 and I just, I felt this burst energy again. The same one I felt all those years ago, you know, all yeah. those seven years ago. Oh, sorry, no, six years ago. And I felt this burst energy got up and I read Mark 10, 21, which I didn't, I didn't really read the Bible. So I don't know, you know, like that was definitely Jesus Christ talking to me. Mm. And um, yeah, I, I saw it and I, I looked at, it's like, Instantly, I looked at all the stuff in my room. I had selfridges, bags, like Louis Vuitton shoes, uh, Gucci bag, gold chains, diamond ring, like real stuff. And then I just thought God was saying sell it. And then that, the- that was almost the Wall Street party then, if there were if there were ever one. It was that materialism. Yeah, it was that it was that materialism. But even like other stuff, I used to go partying, you know, drugs, you know, all that kind of stuff. Like I, I did it a lot of stuff, you know. And this was all off, off the, I presume, all off the back of the Steve Harvey, Good Morning Britain sort of it, but part, part of your life, or was that before as well? No, every, it was definitely afterwards. It was definitely yeah, that, that's that's when most people were began to like hear about you. Was was that? That's when I certainly picked up on it all. Um, and then obviously, I think I followed you on Instagram for a while, but there was never really much activity, and then there was none for a very yeah. long time. Yeah, and there was a reason behind that because I thought, why am I trying to impress these people that don't give a crap? You know, because when I'm gone or when things happen, they're not going to be there no more type of thing. So mm. I came on social media and just, you know, like you said, put down the phone. And I put down that phone and found a real connection with God, you know? Yeah. Um, and that is literally what happened. That's what happened. But people don't realize that that tiny bit of clout or that tiny bit of fame or coverage, it gets you a lot of things. You know, you walk into a restaurant, people know who you are. You go on the street, people know who you are, and it gets to your head. You go to a party, and you're a young guy. You, know, you got all you want, and you know they know who you are, and it messes your head. You know that's why you know God says you have no other God but Me, and a lot of people are worshiping idols nowadays. And I felt like I became an idol to myself. You know, mm. I myself became an idol to myself. Yeah, you know? yeah, I, so, I I I get that. Um, I had something I was going to say that I completely forgot, but. Yeah, so yeah, it was off the back of the whole whole Steve Harvey, Harvey thing. Talk to me quickly about the Wolf Enterprises era. Because I was, I never really, I'm not very educated. I, I did economics for A level, and I never understood a word of what was going on. But what what were you trying to create there? Because what what, what I see in you quite a lot is obviously the ambition, the business strategy, and then I've been very intrigued about the the creative part. What what you, what what did you try and create with Wolf Enterprises? What was your aim? I was trying to create an empire, you could say. And I'm still trying to create that empire, but without the wolf enterprise side of things. So we were doing social media marketing for companies. We were teaching people how we made our money as well, because I was doing a few different industries at a time. And I thought, let me teach people how to do that, as a lot of people were looking up to me at the time. Um, and yeah, it was mainly that. We are doing a few other bits as well, like brokering as well. So if somebody needed something done, we'll broker it. Um, or we open a broker account and we take our cut. It was something like that. It was just a, it was just a, um, a vision. I had. It was a it, it, is it a vision combined with a passion or was it was it fi- financially driven financially driven 100 percent. i think a lot of guys our age and even you know younger and even older a lot of their drive comes from the financial side a lot of people if they never had the money they wouldn't do the job okay you know, they wouldn't do the job. what do, do you do you have do you have obviously you do but what are your passions out of my passions are helping people you know, I've always said long term, after I've made a certain amount of wealth and even during my wealth, I, would, I definitely want to get into ministry and just serve God full time, you know, going around the world and giving hope to people. A lot, of, a lot of the time, you know, look, we are losing hope, I genuinely believe, as a world in our government. We're losing hope in terms of the earth itself. Um, we're losing, even some people have lost hope in themselves. Mm. And I, like I said, everybody needs a savior. And that savior, you know, I can testify is Jesus Christ. So I definitely want to go around the world and spread the gospel 
And I want to show people that, look, you can be successful, you can be wealthy, and you can still serve Jesus Christ. You can still serve God. You know, and a lot of people, I guess, don't want to follow, you know, Jesus because of the fact that they think, oh, I, I, I have to be, you know, sometimes they feel like I, I can't be successful. You know, sometimes you hear in church, the money is the root of all evil. No, the love of money, the love of money is the, the root of all evil. When you love money, you'll do anything for it. When you love something, you'll do anything for it. Yeah. So, yeah, I definitely want to show people, look, I'm successful, but it's only because of what God's given me. Mm. So that's what I want to do full time. One of the th- funny talk about the going around the world things. One of the things that's always excited me quite a lot was Kanye yeah. West's Kanye West's Jesus, oh, uh, Ye- Yeezy thought of campaigns. That you're going to go around the world. Sorry. I thought you said you wanted to go around the world. I'd love to go around the world at some point, but I was talking about um, what you were saying about about doing that in monasteries and. I was, I was going to talk about Kanye's Yeezy almost campaign. Almost, he's got he's got his academy. He's he's going for a, a fully um, self sufficient environment. I think he's going for. He's building farms. He he's got his choir going around, and he's building. He's trying to build um, almost uh, structures. Which sort of, you feel less in a box, pretty much, and it allows three thought, and, and you're almost opening yourself up to the to the to the world. You're using like earth colors, stuff like that. I think those things are really important. Definitely. Kanye is doing a lot for the kingdom of God. He's doing a lot. Um, you know, you can see he's definitely changed. Uh, a lot of people surrounded by him live a whole different life, but he's doing a lot. You know, I'm very glad to see. I'm looking forward to seeing what else he, he achieves. Yeah, I'm saying 20 years time. Yeah, he, he's changing the world big time. No, one, no one's going to see that coming. Speaking, speaking, speaking of which, Nathan, five to 20, five years time. Where do you want to be? Five years time. We all want to be somewhere. We want to be somewhere. But I say wherever God takes me, you know, we want to be somewhere. But I say whatever God's will is, it's the best for my life. Mm. And whatever his will is, then, yeah, I'm ready to go there. And when you were, when you said you were, you know, desperately praying that, that, that night and you were almost trying to negotiate, you know, questioning why you were in that position, do you think the hardships to come in your life inevitably do you think you'll you'll react the same way? Do you think you'll continue to question or continue to walk? The hardships I faced, they're, they're, sorry, the hardships I faced before, mm. these ones, have, the ones I've gone through since then have been even worse. Mm. And it always goes back to God and the fulfillment he's given me now. Because when I truly gave my life to Christ, I felt peace, I felt love, I felt fulfilled. I felt like I didn't need nothing. And I went for a bit without working or doing anything. And I still was provided for in the most miraculous ways so you know i'll never ever react again the same way because i know god is there and no hundred percent god has a greater plan and that's what keeps me going we all hit brick walls we all hit hurdles but it's about how you're going to get up and sometimes we think we can get up ourselves but we can't and we sort of spend our whole whole lives getting up ourselves until we realize when we die at that wall we die that hurdle god was there the whole time and we only find that out when we pass or when he reveals himself at whatever date he wishes to. But remember, you can go to him and he will reveal himself to you. So for me, I went to him. I said, I need their help. And he lifted me up off that wall and took me over that hurdle, you know, but only is going to happen when you ask for the help. Yeah. You know, when you ask for that help, that's when you reveal himself. Seeking ye shall find pretty much. Amen. That's it. Knock and the door shall be open to you. You know, that's the exact same verse. It's Mm. the the same. It's on the same line. So yeah. a lot, a lot of people would also go and call that manifestation as well. It's- the thing is, God is so merciful that when people use 
biblical heavenly principles, it will happen. You'll see even demons, even black magic and stuff like that with, um, you know, voodoo and whatnot. People use the principles that were taught to the devil in heaven. So remember mm -hmm. the devil was in heaven, Lucifer, or, you know, whether you want to call him, but Satan, you know, that he was in heaven. And as an angel, he knew all these things, what, what you know, God, God's power, God's spirit could do. Yep. You know, God's power, certain spells, the spiritual realm, the spiritual realm. So obviously when, you know, came to earth and would throw down on earth, you know, all these people that sort of think about manifestation and they think about this, but they don't give credit to God or they do demonic stuff. Mm. You know, that was all taught in heaven. That was all taught by God. You know, yeah. all of that. There are a lot. There are a lot. There are a lot of people that do as well. Because as I said as well about the the mindset sort of in, part of Instagram, the the money making part of Instagram, that is also heavily linked with that part as well. Sort of like you know the manifestation, all of that. And I think from what I see, a lot of them do do give credit. From from what a I've seen, a man shall shall think of, a man shall do if as he think of something like that. There's a verse mm. like that, you know. So whatever whatever sort of you and also. From the abundance of the heart, the mouth shall speak. So yeah, hundred percent. Whatever you put in, I do believe has an effect. You know, yeah. of what come out, whether that yeah. be. Mm. Well, it's all about you know the element of hard work. I've always said you know hard work never really counts unless you're doing something you enjoy. Like I think a lot of people tend to want to make something of themselves and will dedicate themselves to something that they like the idea of. For instance, a rap career or something like that. But the the actual the lack of passion just produces absolute nothingness because the the, the hard work isn't an enjoyable element of hard work, and you just is that's that's why school has never really worked for so many people is is because there's no passion in the hard work and they just end up, you know, bummed out and then they go to university because they think oh this might work out for me and then you're actually almost in a cell block now having to do that same hard work so if you're not enjoying it, you're wasting you're wasting your time. Hundred percent, I couldn't agree with you more. I couldn't agree with you more. Which was. I want to bring on to something that you announced a year ago and I was really excited about it, but it didn't seem to, I didn't seem to see it again was your awaken the genius program, which I thought was awesome, but yeah. I didn't see anything about it again. And to those who don't know, I believe, tell me if I'm wrong here. It was given the opportunity for people who didn't really suit school to grow, find a path, find what they wanted to do and then just yeah. pursue that pretty much like, so where, where's that at? That's still going. The thing is, is I was working with somebody on that and he's sort of taken the main lead on the, pro the project. But right. to things like, you know, lack of funds, investment, all that kind of stuff, we were able to complete that vision. So, you know, I'm working on a few different things um, from crypto to property to even registering companies over here. Um, yeah. You know, doing a few different things. And basically, once there are not enough funds are made and I feel like God is going to bless, you know, the companies that I'm launching and working with, uh, millions then it will be time to invest into these projects and get into my my full-time purpose in life that's beautiful do you, do you feel like the modern world can still function if people follow their true passions or do you think the, the system will just fall apart that's what I, that's what i think about sometimes i, th I feel like yeah. things work in the world so well it's because people believe that you know you, you shouldn't enjoy your job that's why there's so many credit companies etc people just get on with it they they dread going into the world of work because they anticipate unemployment and that's exactly what they end up getting i think it would 100 percent have some kind of effect but at the same time i feel like god did not make us to just wake up in the morning and go to work and go home eat crap brush your teeth go sleep have a shower whatever it is that's that cycle go out mm. and party on the weekend we weren't made for that There's, yeah. this is the world that they've created 
you know, they've mm. created that world, but we're, we're more than we think. Remember, God made us in his image. We're made in the likeness of God. We are creative beings. We can create so much. We're powerful beings. Like, we don't realize sometimes the capacity and the potential that we hold. And it's only because of God, number one, but at the same time, number two, the reason we don't get to where we want to get to is because we don't, we don't believe in ourselves. And the system we're in now doesn't cause us to believe in ourselves. You're cool. in school, you know, and it's like, like it, it's crazy. For example, we are programmed from the ages of around five years old, right? From young. And it's mm. the same routine that you normally have in a job. Just maybe yeah. two hours less. And those two hours, you might have to do your homework even, you know? So it's the same routine. I read, I, just, the, I read the same thing about prisons. <laughs> same, yeah, the exact same thing. You've got the corridors, you've got the, the walking around time, you've got... You have to ask yourself, who created it? Who created it? You know, it's the people who run this world. Remember, this world is like a company. The, the, not, I'm not talking about the physical world. I'm talking about the materialistic fake world, right? Yeah. Not this spiritual world, not the one that God owns. I'm talking about the structure that's been built on earth. Of course. By these people. And it's a company. The same way you have directors in a company and owners and then you have employees and you have you know people doing the managing and assisting like who's at the top that's the question i ask who's at the top and i've done a lot of research and there are people that run this world evil people 100 percent. there are people that run this world you know and what they've done is they've made this materialistic structure people's gods it's mm. like an idol people wake up in the morning they chase money they go sleep they they, they all they're doing is living for money I think one and thing I, was created. I think one thing I find quite laughable as well is whenever I go into Soho, especially, is the the vast amount of people that will go out of their way, no matter what their financial situation is, get themselves a good old Gucci belt, go straight into end clothing. I was walking around end clothing one time, and I, just, I couldn't believe the amount of people just going and buying this stuff, man. You can get this off ASOS for like twenty quid. Yeah, you can get a fake and, stuff. And it's you can't think of a, another word apart from slavery. You really can't because it, that's exactly what it is. And the best the best it's form is day. when you, you don't know about it. Modern day, modern day slavery. Even here, I don't want to talk too much because you know I don't know what could happen. Might get yeah. kicked out. But even here, so not even just here where I'm at, it's everywhere. London, Dubai, Italy, uh everywhere. Everywhere. Yeah. It's like it's it is, it's bad. It's mm. America is bad. Like everywhere you go in any country, it's terrible the way people have to slave away for money. And it's like, mm. this money system has been created just, just so, I don't know, we can, we can survive almost, but there's enough for us to survive on. If the world really wanted to feed every single person, water every mouth, mm. uh, allow every single person some kind of financial independence they could, Everybody could be driving around in Lamborghinis. Everybody could be driving around and having the biggest house. Everybody could, or having a nice space. But the mm. problem is, is nobody wants to do it because it doesn't come from the kindness of their heart, but come from the money infrastructure that's been made. Yeah. Everybody. I, th I think if that all the money, people wouldn't do certain things. People wouldn't house certain people. So it's only, it's money that can, the love of, that's what I mean. The love of money is a root of all evil. You know, if you mm. take the money away, what would people give you? But you, you feel like the possession of money is... Is, is allowable. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I do yeah. believe having money 100%, but at the same time, look, I don't at the same time. I feel like it's something where this money system that's been created, obviously, well, am I going to change it? Are you going to change it? No. So obviously, mm. we do need money to help people. But I know for a fact that with the possession of money I have, even the other day, there was something I did to help somebody. And it's like, I don't care for money like that. You yeah. know? 
in this day and age, yeah, I'm not saying don't have money. Like even me as a Christian, you hear sometimes say, oh, don't have, I, I need money to survive because this yeah. is the world we live in. Yeah. But do I agree with the way that people have to, it, it, at least if they're working, pay them more. You know, I see that people here that, look, bro, they're on 12 hours a day, seven days a week, and they're making 200 pounds a month. That's disgusting. Yeah. And they're living yeah. in shared, nasty accommodation. Mm. You know, it's terrible. And the thing is, is if you're going to do something like that, pay them more, at least, you know, mm. pay people more. So when I say what I'm saying, look, I, you can have money and you can bless people. The same blessings I'm talking about that the world could have done where you never had money and you could actually bless everybody with what they needed and what they wanted. That could have been done, but now we have to do it ourselves and we have to create enough wealth to do what we want to do. And I believe that's what I want to do. That's my purpose in life. That, Even my name is the of God. I love the fact that you said that because you, you find a lot of people, especially on, I keep some coming back around to it, is social, social media who, who will attempt to solve the issues in the world by aggressively um, addressing it and then proceed to do nothing more, nothing less um and and the people you actually see making a difference are the people that are you know going out there making their money but also putting it back into the places they've come from their own roots and stuff like that but i think too many people are, are too too keen to fight fire with fire or, or like or even proceed to do nothing at all and just you know verbally spit, spit in, the, in the direction um and that's that's the state because everything is pretty much going on online now and that seems to be also the same way people are trying to solve it and people seem to forget that there's actually a physical world out there as well it's crazy like oh they're saying i love and it's like if you're not going to meet a man's needs you know then don't say that god's going to meet their needs it's a sin like if you can help somebody in need then do it mm. yes 100 percent there's a physical one out there that you know you could talk about it or god's going to provide or you'll, or you'll get through it or let me share this but what are you doing a lot of people you take away social media they wouldn't have done nothing they would have mm. done nothing you know, if you're going to talk about it, do something about it. You know, that's what I always like to say. If you're going to talk about it, do something about it. That's a good, I think that's a good thing to say. I might start saying that more often, really, because you do find a lot of people talking about it. And often, I think the worst thing, actually, is when people point fingers at their own, at their own, at their own people, at their own folks, and say, why well, aren't you doing something? And it's like, you know, you're just yeah. posting something on your story. You haven't solved anything here. Exactly. I think... Yeah, no, sorry, go, sorry. No, 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 I was just going to say, I think the even more terrifying thing is, is the lack of new ideas nowadays i don't think you know you can go online you can walk down the street without hearing a typical conversation coming from the exact same place saying the exact same things but people speak about it as if no one's ever said it before yeah, and no i think and like so many conversations that's why i like podcasting so i like finding the people who will say the right things but i'll happily listen to people who say the wrong things at least it's something different and i think people are so keen to go ah when it's you know and stop listening the second they, they, there's something they don't understand i think we're, we're, so, we're so we're so keen to whenever we see something we don't recognize we just you know almost either not acknowledge it or leave it with hate and i think that's why that's such been been an underdevelopment of of progress in the world because people aren't don't like new ideas and no one can really face that mm, it's fact 100 percent. this world doesn't want new ideas because i feel like um look when you say ideas i think problems to solve the world i think that's the main thing um I feel like, because it sort of would contradict what I was saying before about following God and that kind of stuff. Because some people have always heard, oh, there's a God, etc. But I feel like that's what the principle does come down to, bro. Like, I've seen, like I said, a lot of things. And I feel like that's the type of environment we need to get back to, a, a place of principles. 
Mm. And I feel like there's rules in this world now, 100%, but the rules that have been created, they're causing such havoc on this earth. You know, mm. the rules that have been created by these people, by this world, world, world government. Yeah. Dude, it's causing havoc. It's causing true, true havoc on this earth. And I feel like when you get back to those, those biblical principles, you know, that Jesus taught, bro, like the earth would be such a better place. And I know from the principles that I've learned from him and what I've done, it's blessed a lot of people. And if it's blessed people, then I know for a fact it will, it will bless the whole world if the whole world adopts it. And mm. it's not a new idea. It's an idea that's been there forever. You know, like it's not just being created. It's been there forever, you know, because the word was there from the very beginning. Yeah. And yeah, I think um, that's that's where I think we need to get back to because look, bro, we're living in like the last time, last day prophecies. And a lot of people don't believe it, but we are living in last day prophecies. And people don't didn't, didn't believe nowhere in the flood. They didn't believe that story. But there's so much evidence that it's happened, and it happened. I, I saw you post that today, uh, yesterday, even. Yeah. yeah, it's fascinating. All of that, really. I, I lo- I'm always fascinated by um, ancient ancient history. And the sort of the amount of unexplainable things that have been a part of that in the times before actually documented history because history is a big guessing game at the end of the day no one yeah. really knows you know it's you got the undiscovered oceans as well and there's so many things that no one can really explain you can only take a shot in the dark um but what you were saying about obviously the world today and you know the end of days and along those lines do you think lockdown helps no way I don't know, look. As, as in helps, as in, uh, you know, reversing the process, or do you think it made it worse? I feel like they they used it for evil, but God made it for excellence. Those that really wanted to to move forward to God. Like, for example, a lot of people got locked down, and they thought, oh, you know what, let me turn to drugs, let me turn to alcohol, let me turn to sex, let me turn to partying, let me turn to... Um, TV, let me turn to sleeping all day, let me turn to just sitting at my desk and earning money. But no one realised that that's what the government wanted. They wanted people, or the world wanted people to really look for a solution because after a while, these things make you feel so empty. If you keep filling yourself with things of the world, you're going to be empty. It's like mm. eating food. It's just going to literally get digested and then after you have to keep doing it. And after a while, if you eat the same stuff, you're going to get sick of it. And yeah. that's what the world wanted because then you're like, I need a way out. It becomes torture mental torture like you're like how do i get out of this situation and it becomes torture and you're like i need to get out bang they offer the vaccine i'm taking that vaccine i'm not taking it but i'm saying people like, i'm taking that vaccine because yeah. i need a way out i'm gonna do my code they push people into the corner in a very smart way because yeah. a lot of people don't think that oh if i look because people don't see it from a deeper point of view look at it from a psychological point of view once you look at the human mind and the human body and the human spirit you realize that we're very controllable creatures. We don't think that, but we are because the world's been fooled. But that's why that's why that's why we don't think that. It loops back round. That's why we don't think it. Exactly. But if you take a step back now, it's only the, the Holy Spirit that reveals certain things to me or as I've grown up. You know, mm. it's definitely because I started realizing how humans behave. And that little action can you can already see what's gonna happen before it happens, mm. right? And it's like almost unexplainable, but Going back into, well, it's God, but how it happens is insane. And going back into that, if you turned to God during those times, I feel like you would have seen it. If you really took a step back and said, you know, oh, you know what? I acknowledge you, Lord, like which, what I did. And, you know, I spent a lot of time with God. Lockdown didn't really affect me. In fact, during lockdown, a lot of people were in the same position, but I, was, I flew up to Dubai. Why? Because God made a way. I know God was going to make a way during lockdown. 
I knew it was gonna make it was gonna make a way. And I've never really traveled like that before, but I had a big opportunity in Dubai. So it's yeah. like God made a way. If you turn to him, you made a way. And he could have made it better, but for yeah. a lot of people, they didn't realize that you know this was a time. Like, look at the story. This is another biblical principle. Look at the story with the Israelites when the Israelite slaves had to run from Egypt. That story, but it was real, you know. And even though it was one of the worst times, God still made a way. Yeah. By literally the Red Sea parting. So yeah. it's like, you have to see things from a spiritual eye. And when I saw things from a spiritual eye, I knew that God was going to make a way. And he did. He shocked me. Mm. So I, I personally thought lockdown was absolutely beautiful. Like, I think there's, it's so uncommon for a time to happen in, in this particular lifetime where there's absolutely nothing going on at all. Um, for me, I only had a Sunday job, but I was getting paid on furlough somehow. I managed to get furlough for that. So that was, that was, that was a blessing. And, um, you know, it, it was just three months of absolutely doing nothing, but just spending time with yourself. Um, obviously not everyone had the opportunity to do that, but personally, you know, I, it opened a lot of doors for me, you know, I'm, I'm, and it allowed me to make a lot of very important decisions. So but I absolutely... you think after a while, that could become torture. Like imagine being by yourself every single minute of the day by your own thoughts. I think after a while to somebody, if you've got nothing going on, it can become like a what is the purpose of life type thing. I need to get back to this life they've created. I, I think everyone a lot of people. I think I think time is all all about how you use it. Um I said in one of our episodes, um I said, you know, you have three months here, you've got to use it wisely. So I I I had COVID uh two weeks ago. It was it was absolutely for, for me it was absolutely nothing. It was just a, a very light cold. But obviously I had to isolate in my room for my folks. And I've never had to do that before. I've never had to like I've never been one of those people that like sitting in my room all day um i'm always eager to get out and do something so it was it was difficult but i i decided to just embrace the feeling of it and just see what happened so i did have my phone off for 10 days straight and i ended up teaching myself i think i, I got a website um there's a website called skillshare ever heard of that oh, yeah i know skillshare, skillshare. Yeah. they're currently doing a deal at the moment um 50 quid for an entire year and basically it will teach you pretty much every form of creative um skill you can pretty much nice. think of and I ended up teaching myself 3D design and awesome. I ended up end up getting a job of it straight after. Wow. And, and then amazing. and then a day That's after fun. that you you said you would be down for a podcast. So, you know, look yeah. at that. Look at that, man. It was... happened in serious ways. 100%. Exactly. Exactly. You, by the way, what are you asking? Did you take a vaccine? I did not take a vaccine. That's good. That's good. Mm. That's good. How come you didn't take a vaccine? Um, I think like it's it's difficult because it's, it's a touchy subject to talk about i think you'll find because like it's very hard to speak about it and have an actual in, intrigue rather than aggression see like if i if i was a um i wouldn't label myself as an anti-vaxxer or anything like that in in the sense that people would recognize the phrase as you know anti-vax stuff like that um because there's such a, a negative response to the unusual or or the uncommon so it's like when we first had covid they were talking about herd immunity and they used the word herd um that seems to be how we're moving um and it, the reason was there was no real reason for me to take it um there's no actual real reason um you know half my friends have it and they're all like they're all got covid and they all feel the symptoms um you know my my family a lot of my family have it so i don't I don't feel an urgency to take it. I, I had it without the vaccine. I felt fine. Um, I just, and also there was just a voice in my head saying, look, man, just, just don't do it. Just don't do it. You don't need to do it. And 
I I'm I'm not gonna go out of my way to shame those who do. Um, yeah. I'm not gonna go out of my way to you know try and prove a point. I think a lot of people when they do have a different opinion, which I always praise, people recognise their different opinion as a source of individuality, which is something a lot of people feel as if they lack. Obviously, they don't, but a lot of people feel like they're not individual enough. So when they have these original thoughts, such as not taking the vaccine, they'll go out of their way to be annoyingly vocal about it and piss everyone off. And that's why no one likes people that don't um the thing is even me i did go out there and i went and i spoke about not taking it because the thing is is i know what it will reveal to me and i'm gonna stop people from getting it because the thing is is, look and i'm I'm sure that caused people to you know think twice and i I appreciate that but i I think you did it in a form of concern and love i think a lot of people do it in a form of hatred no i wasn't hate at all like no no i'm not saying i'm not saying you did i'm saying people do though people do not yet they do they do in a very hateful way and for me, it was actually concerned a lot because people don't know what's in this thing. Like, for example, my aunt, she works at Pfizer. Mm. And normally, it takes 30 years to create a vaccine. This one yeah. took one year to create. One yeah. year, right? You don't know what is in, you don't even know the side effects after five years. You mm. know, that's why there's such a long testing period for these vaccinations. So it's one of the things where I'm like, look, not even from a religious point of view, but, and it is as well from a spiritual point of view, religious point of view, but it's like from, from a point of from from a point of like concern, you don't know what's in this. Yeah. And you don't know what's in this. And the way they're now persuading people with kebab, Uber Eats, <laughs> like free donuts, it's like, you know, when your mom and dad were like, you know, don't go near a stranger, stranger <laughs> danger. And you got a guy there like down the alley, like, hey, come take some sweets. Come take yeah. some sweets. It's like, you you know I'm coming from, you know this guy's about to kidnap you or do something crazy as a child. So yeah. When he's, the government is telling you to take a donut and you get a vaccine, it's like, yo, you know there's something. It's like a mouse trap. You're, I like, think, you're leaving your cheese for the mouse. Yeah. I mean, for me, it's like, it's all peace and love. Like, what, what will be, will be. But I think my, my issue is, is how taboo the topic is. I think mm-hmm. I don't, I don't like it when there are topics that you can't talk about or like you get shamed for talking about. That's, you get a lot of that in politics as well. A lot, of sh- a lot of people are always quick to shame because it's, you know it's a bit more self-uplifting if you're shaming others and it's quite it's a, good to shame others 100 quite a dark quite, love. quite a dark part of our nature and it's just something that's that's the part of it i don't want to be associated with like um it's very propagandary it's very like hostile environment and there's no there's no malicious intent behind my my decisions. I just I just don't feel like doing it. But a lot of people would love to jump to the conclusion that I'm some sort of lunatic. <laughs> yeah, no, you're not, bro, at all. You're not. And it's just it's a it's a point of actually being smart. I feel like people have like it's not anybody's fault. But at the same time, if they're not, if they're not going to see now, they're never going to see. Mm. So I feel like when you look at what people are going through at the moment, they're being locked up. They need a solution. This is the solution to get back to normal. And that's why it's dodgy. Like, why is that one of the only solutions? Why not, you know, just have it out freely? And it's being made mandatory, even here. They're making drivers to get it. You're, if you work, you have to get it. And it's yeah. being made mandatory in some parts of the world that we just say, you know what, I'm, I'll take it. Yeah. I don't think it'll be made mandatory in certain parts for a long time because of the fact that they will rebel and there will be riots, like full-on riots on the street. Like, people will be looting stores because they can't get into a store because they haven't got a vaccine. That's what I see happening. Um, eventually, you know, when they make it mandatory, like the face mask, because it's one thing by another. First of the lockdown, then face mask made mandatory. Now, in parts of the world, you know, the vaccines made mandatory. So we'll see what happens. We'll see yeah. what happens. But I think eventually, yeah, there's going to be chaos. 
from the people that do go with, go with the government and take what they want to you know, give up and the people that don't. It's going to be have, a very one-sided thing. Yeah. Have you been in the UK since uh, restrictions have been lifted? No, I haven't. I'm coming back very soon, though. Hopefully oh, yeah. back with Grace. And I'm looking forward. Well, I don't know if I'm looking forward to being back because it's, I've been there. It's nice. I mean, I, don't, I, don't, I know you live in North London, right? East. East London, all right? Um, it's it's nice. I quite I've quite liked it. You know, I tell you what, it feels it feels almost illegal though walking into a shop without a face mask now. And that's the you thing I like. Walk into a shop without a face mask, yeah. Everything's gone. Everything's gone over here. You can't do that. You can't yeah. do that. Mm. Yeah, oh. it's, yeah, in these countries you can't do it. These strict mm. these ones where they're strict, like they're putting out rules. Like even when I was in another um, uh, Emirates, so uh, there's like different Emirates in the United Arab Emirates, and I was in Lane, Abu Dhabi. And when you go into a shop, you have to show you were negative on COVID. Like yeah. they were, they thought they were forcing that in Abu Dhabi. Like, so I think that can that can make sense. Like if you want, if you want to contain it, I think I have no issue of taking a test. I have yeah. no issue of taking That's a no test. Problem. Same, think, same with me. Like it's no, it's no big deal. Lateral flow PCR. Yeah. I'll, I'll I'll do it more. I, I understand. I understand why people would want that. Hundred percent. But the thing is, is I feel like they're gonna put you back into lockdown in London. I, I owe England in general. I think they're just letting people breathe a bit so it doesn't look too obvious because they know that after a while, people are going to be like, what the frick is going on here? But I think mm. after, we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. But I genuinely think they're going to yeah. put us back. I th- I, I've got a feeling like there will be repercussions, but I I can't see it happening again just because, like, if it's if it's not now, then when? You know? So it will. I think it will. I think it will. Because they want people to take this mandatory thing because it's the next one that's going to lead to it. But we'll see what happens. Look, whatever God's will is, God's will is, I'm not God, I don't know everything, you know, no one does, but let's see what happens. Mm. Yeah, it's a crazy world we live in, man. It's absolutely crazy. crazy. Do you do you feel like, um, is this, back when we were talking about money, out of interest, do you, do you feel like the, we work to revive our childhood? Just a question that pops into my head there. Because, because one thing I felt when I was in lockdown was, you know, your responsibility goes, ever so slightly and it depends what you do with that some people take that the wrong way but your responsibility goes you, you sort of inherit I've, i people feel like you lose your freedom i feel like you inherit a bit of freedom from lockdown when i did it and what i was thinking was i, I was I've, in the back of my mind i've been thinking about i was trying to understand your um your hustle towards financial gain and stuff like that i was trying to get your perspective of it and i was trying to think you know sh- surely to an extent you know we we do work to revive our childhood because a lot of people use their money to travel do things they love and enjoy is that a long-term plan is that something you've thought about 100 percent. well the goal is to make enough money where you never have to worry again and it works for you mm. you know that's that's the goal um it's not to just keep making money and buy these luxurious things it's to have experiences as a child you might want to treat here and there but it was the experiences that you really wanted you know, to go outside, play football for the whole day, to worry about anything, you know, spend two pounds at a corner shop on, uh, I don't know, and uh, what, what are they called again? Uh, ice pole and a couple of sweets and a bag of crisps. Or chips. What, was, what, what was your go-to as a kid? What to, for what, like? Sweet, sweets, I don't, I, I, sweets, I'm talking food, yeah. Oh, oh, my days. I used to love, you know, one thing, yeah, I always love, and even yeah. now I'm thinking about it, I crave it, is when you go into a shop and, they had like the boxes, you know, where you could pick. I want the pear drops. I want, I want the. You're talking you know? about pick, pick and mix, yeah? Yeah, pick and mix. That's yeah, it. That's yeah, it. Yeah, but yeah. it wasn't like you just had a bag. It was like you had to pick. And I just, I don't know where it was. It was like an old fashioned sweet shop type thing. And I just, yeah, I love that. That yeah, was memory. You don't get them anymore, do you? I was always bigger. I'm still, I'm a big chocolate boy. 
I, lo- I love a good bar of chocolate. Vimto bonbons as well. Absolutely unreal. But I remember them. I like dairy, dairy milk chocolate. That's a good one as well. Yeah, I always got to have it with a glass of milk. That's always, that's always a go-to. But I, I still like that. See, like in, in, in lockdown especially, like, you know, I was out on my bike all the time, you know, exploring. I'd stop off at the co-op, get a meal deal, hit the road, see where it takes you. That's the sort of freedom you don't really get anymore. Not when you're 100%. working. It's true. Like, no one was outside. Like, in COVID, it felt like a zombie apocalypse. Like, no one was out. Do you, ever, do you ever just walk around uh, the UAE? Do you ever just go outside Dubai, go explore jet skiing? You into jet skiing? Yeah, in the lane I did. Uh, in the lane, I used to walk about quite a bit. Here, it's very, bro, it's a desert. It's, it's, it's not like London where you walk about and you see so much history. Like, you're seeing mm. just sand. It seems like, though, what I've seen, like, in terms of, like, content creators, they always go over there and, like, they're just doing mad stuff. Like, yeah. stuff you wouldn't even think of, like, tightrope walking, stuff like that. You know, get getting on a little moped scooters or whatever. Like, do you not go up to any of that? Yes, yeah, so I Hiking, um, even, like, uh, being out here scooter-wise, bro, they drive so fast and on the motorway, like, you get hit, you're dead. Like, it's different here. It's different compared to London. And like I said, London, you can walk out, you can get on the train, and you're in a whole nother place here. Yeah. It's like you've you've got to travel quite some time to be in another location because it's so vast. And if you go outside, there's not much to see. Like it's mainly people live here for the economy. You've got the beach. You've got some activities. Like I went uh, like climbing as well on like an event adventure sort of climbing place. Um, you know there is stuff sports wise you can do, but it's yeah. not something where like I've learned about the bike. Like you need to have tons of money to live like some crazy life where you, you know, to live like, have crazy experiences, but not really, really at the same time that like I've gone to, I've done everything here. I've gone to the beach and I've done everything in Dubai you could think of. Um, yeah. But it's like, if you're, if you're trying to live that like next level life, like five-star life, you know, a lot. And I'm not like, I'm not trying to like waste my, like I said, I'm not materialistic like that anymore. So the experiences I'm on doing, but when people see the luxurious side of Dubai, like, you know, yeah. you need to be ready for that. And for me, when I get there, maybe we'll see. But yes, yeah, it's, it's, it's uh, I go for a walk. Like even now after this, I probably go to the shop. But other than that, bro, so, so it's like business, business over pleasure at the moment for you. Yeah, hundred percent. And what is, what, what is that business? Um, so bro, I've got a couple. So at the moment, we're launching a cryptocurrency. That's the first of its kind, and we're right. launching it in twenty twenty two. So what's, what's that all about? I I know very little about crypto. I've had plenty of people uh, coming up to me saying they're getting on it. They're getting on the they're getting on the the crypto train. I try to understand it. Is it is it good? Is it good crypto? Is it worth doing? I would say it's the thing is it's not even a matter of is it worth it like or is it good. It's like it's gonna happen. It's like saying is a pound good or is the currency now today is good. It's gonna be a one world currency, hundred percent. It's gonna be built on the crypto blockchain. Um, sorry, on on the blockchain. Um, which crypto is built on the blockchain as it is, but it's gonna yeah this currency that's gonna come out. That's a world, one world currency will be built on a blockchain, I believe, um, or some kind of peer-to-peer system. Um, the thing is, is the, at the moment, obviously, every, every currency is run by or so controlled by the banking system. So mm. you, you can't just send your money from one person to another, as you may know already. Yeah. Um, and the thing is, is with that, there's not as much control. With cryptocurrency, it's a lot of, no, sorry, there's a lot of control with the banking system and in the blockchain system that we're, um, that obviously you know crypto is based on there's not like there's no type of control and that's why i feel like people love it why do i think it's going to be the future well there's a lot of conspiracy around cryptocurrency mm. there's so much conspiracy around it um and the thing is is 
like who when people say who created it and no one can name the creator do i believe there's a greater conspiracy as to what's going to happen in the future do i feel like people that are very big in the world are behind it yes i do believe that because a lot of people think oh it's just decentralized let me use it because the government's never gonna get track of it okay let me ask you this then why is it that people in the black market using blockchain a lot of there was some cases that happened and they were big they were big they got caught they got caught doing some insane things why how it doesn't make sense but obviously the transactions done in block and on crypto in blockchain so i don't know uh it's one of those things where it's, it's done on sorry uh, bitcoin on the blockchain yeah. i think so, it's one of those theory that theories like that though it's one of those things where like whether it's a you know good intent bad intent it's nothing nothing we can do about it you just gotta like i'm capitalizing on it yeah use like, it to your advantage like there's no no point uh you know you can chasing be good it down you could well i can show you patents right now that microsoft has taken out and they pay people it's a device connected to you right it's a device it's connected to you and they every time you do a certain activity with its device you'll get paid in crypto yeah right it's cool like there's a lot of conspiracy about it. And it's like, I feel like what they're doing is they're allowing people to become rich off it. So the whole world talks about it, adopts it eventually. And then they'll sort of um, do, I don't know, control it in some way, shape or form. So that's I, what the government, and I, hear, do. I hear about crypto being mined and stuff like that. Just so then like, cause I'm, I'm pretty clueless to all of this. Like, is there a physical form of crypto you can get or is it, is it completely, uh, dig completely digital? Yeah. I heard there's some sort of like scarce resources or anything like that, which is a part of it or... You've got certain things backed by assets, like you've got certain coins that's backed by actual like physical assets. I, I haven't looked too much into it, but like things like USDT, for example, yeah. um, backed by actual physical physical assets, I believe, or yeah. um, well, that's a stable coin, something like that. But you can't get a physical version of uh, crypto. You can get it on ledgers, like on like micro, uh, not micro, uh, USB, sorry, and stuff like that. But yeah. And like you invest as much as you're willing to lose as well. There's no, there's no possibility of you... Uh... If you're smart with it, absolutely screen yourself over. You're buying something. It's like you're actually physically buying something that you're going to have for the rest of your life. So if you buy, let's say, for example, XRP, you're mm. going to have XRP. Uh, this, if you buy a thousand XRP, you're going to have a thousand XRP for the rest of your life. Even if it drops in value, you're still going to hold on to that. So if you, if you hold, if you lose everything and you hold, you can make that back. Yeah, if you're 100%. Because I see, I see a lot of this is why I get confused because I see a lot of people losing all this money on crypto and complaining about it. But I always figured like, why don't why don't you just hold? That's it, and then like they 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 pull out or something like that. Like I never I never really quite understood it. And like I've never I've always tried to stay away from it just because I've obviously something I don't understand. Uh, but yeah. I've always been very interested about it just because like you know it's gonna it's gonna pop at some point and then like big well, time. You're gonna see the whole world. You're gonna see shops accepting some kind of crypto soon. I promise you that you will mm. see it because it's the incentive for the mark of the beast. Like you can't just give away free, like before you're even seeing it now. The thing is, is things like food, food can easily be created. I just got even this revelation now. Food can easily be created, like very, yeah. very easily created, right? Like you could just make food to give it somebody. They're giving incentives such as donuts. Yeah. Like you can make a thousand donuts tomorrow. No problem. Right. Yeah. Crypto can be made like that. It can be made like that. Yeah. The world currency today, right? It is something where it it has no real value. Same as crypto. It has no real value. So yeah. if they want to create something out of the blue like that. They'll just incentivize somebody to take some kind of like the mark of the beast. Bro, I'll show you the patent for the mark of the beast. Like the yeah. patent number is there. I can show you it. I can show you the patent. Search in um, 
Mark of the Beast um, ID2020 or W2 patent number, something like that. Mm. Search up, you'll see it. Um, it's a patent number. Not many people know about it, but Microsoft took out a patent. And yeah, I think it incentivizes people to use this device and use um, do certain activities to earn cryptocurrency. And eventually, like I said, I feel like they want people to get into the adoption of cryptocurrency because it's like a whole new currency. Uh, you become successful off it. And obviously, where's the high demand? If they're incentivizing people to do certain things uh, based on how much they're going to get, then it's happy days. Yeah. Um, if they were to give out free money now, it could crash the economy, right? If, if they were to give out like the pound, the dollar, um, all that kind of stuff, it could. Jerk. Yeah. But if they give out crypto, what's it going to crash? Nothing's going to crash. The yeah. whole system is all going to be the same. Exactly. It doesn't affect the actual mainstream economy. So obviously you're, you're young, you're smart, you're educated in these sort of fields. Someone such as myself, there'll be people listening to this who'll be, be thinking the same thing. If they wanted to hop on this train, where would you send them? What would you advise them? Where would they go? What would they buy? Do as much research as possible. That's the main thing. Do as much research. Do I think you need a course? No. If you need a course, come my way because there's something we set up quite some quite some time ago um, where it just teaches you like many different skills. You can go on Skillshare, YouTube, but like it's not even... No, you don't even need to come to me to be honest with you. Like you can find all this information out online. Like everything about uh, this new system you can create online. You can sorry find that online. But just yeah. see things from a spiritual eye. Like that's all I would say. Just put your head down and really start to see things because you will be able to see the same things I'm seeing. A lot of the things I'm telling you is the things from my own knowledge, own research. Are, are we are we talking about crypto right now or the things behind crypto? So business, everything, just okay, see right, everything. Okay, right, yeah. Yeah, see things from a creative perspective. Just everything, just even crypto. Just see things from a common sense perspective. Question everything, like because when you question, you're gonna get the answers. Yeah. And a lot of the time, we already know the answers. We don't understand how powerful we are as beings with the spirit we have. You know, especially when you add the Holy Spirit on top of that, the Spirit of God. Like you don't understand. We don't understand. Even me, I don't understand sometimes how smart we can be. You yeah. know? And it's like a lot of the answers we look for, we already have. We have them. You know, it's got yeah. to reveal to us, but they're there. You just have yeah. to, you have to ask for guidance, you know. Um, but yeah, like if you really truly want to find out, research, seek, mm. and you shall find. Yeah. And yeah, you will find it's out. It's about finding, finding a need to as well, isn't it? Like a lot of people can live their life fairly happily without it, I think. It's not something everyone needs to hop on, though, right? Or is it. I look at look at the industrial revolution the industrial revolution everybody was still i don't know i wouldn't say chewing on straw but it was like we were all living like the medieval days you know and yeah. then obviously the industrial revolution happened and there was no need for that but it happened and the whole world now needed to transform into industrial revolution people saw it from a smarter point of view and thought, hmm, what if i go ahead and maybe capitalize on this new revolution that's about to happen same hmm. thing with the computer era the computer era before it happened people saw what was happening before it happened and they, they obviously capitalized on it. So it's going to happen. Like we're, we're in the computer era to this yeah. day, a very advanced version of it. But eventually now we're going to go into the crypto era, you know, like a yeah. whole nother, we already own the crypto. Like, look, crypto is built, yes, 100% in your computer, etc. But I'm talking about software, all that kind of stuff, you know, uh, like Google, for example, Google's not on the blockchain. Google's not decentralized, it's controlled. But this new era that we're going into the main selling point is that it's a new abundance of wealth. It's a new abundance of no, not having the system control us. But yeah. I feel like it's eventually leading to that anyway. 
So yeah. just see ways you can capitalize on it. See yeah. ways you can Yeah, exactly. You, you ought to make the best of what you've got. And regarding your encouragement for people to see things with their spiritual eye, yeah, I, I, I completely get that. But I feel like it's one of those things where it's it's a lot it's 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 very difficult to tell someone to do especially in this day and age when they're surrounded by so much uh consumption and media and everything surrounding them you know you look at um piccadilly circus stuff like that they're surrounded by these things it's very difficult to, to tell someone something like that i think it's very much up to them to sort of let life take its course and there'll be one or two events which will certainly point them in the direction of seeing things in a different way 100 percent. yeah no it's, it's going to be difficult in this day and age correct it's a big, it's a big task, but there are definitely people out there do it, doing their best to sort of spread that word. But I think, again, as I said, people, people tend to take things with an aggressive approach, and that's why these sort of words don't spread as far as we'd, we'd like them to go. It's very sad. It's very sad. But I just say it from a place of, like, what I've seen a place of love because I mm. would love for everybody to see and to live how I live now because of the fact that I just saw things different by God's grace. Yeah. The way I've always tried to express those sort of thoughts and ideas is just by like providing experiences, stuff like that. I think like that's why I've always liked podcasting. I've gotten into photography as well. I've always liked catching, I am catching moments, stuff like that and presenting it. I think like the the one criticism I have of podcasting is that like, you know, speech is very, very slowly becoming the least valuable form of communication. I think that we need. Crazy um because you know there's there's so much better forms of communication out there um you know one day we might just be able to sit here and say nothing and i'll probably say far more than just yapping for two hours um, the thing is yeah it's me- it's mental you're correct because like people don't want even sometimes i won't sit there for an hour and listen to something because like people will like this for example this here like people sometimes just don't want to sit there and just indulge in or, or uh um absorb all of the information it's a lack of willingness to learn as well because everything becoming so quick look at tiktok you can watch before you watch a funny video it'll take you maybe three minutes or one minute to watch now it's like three seconds i'm never i'm never touching tiktok man i've yeah i know i'm not on it well well that's that's another thing i remember kanye saying was like uh the the swiping on a on a phone releases some sort of dopamine in your brain it's the and you, you know flappy birds stuff like that it, it, all, it all comes from the same sort of place and you realize that's ex- that's the entire format of the iphone isn't it? it's just all but tiktok is one of those things which is just absolutely crazy because like it, it's i can i can see the addiction in it i can see the opportunity you can use it for good things you need to learn and stuff like that but ultimately i know people that spend several hours of their day on that you just can't oh. stop you just can't stop there's so much room for, there's so much room for creativity but there's also even more room to rip off the creativity of others as well the trap this trap like Mm. Yes. you know the thing is is this goes back i know people are going to go bible bash about look I, I know it's the truth go back into at the days of adam and eve with the apple the devil yeah. said take this apple and you'll know the knowledge of you'll know knowledge of good and evil yeah. and you'll be like god it's a lie because god said i will make humans in my image so when the devil said take this apple and you'll be like god it was a lie so when tiktok and instagram say take this and you'll be better in whatever way, shape, or form they try and sell it in, it's like it's a lie. It's one of the biggest lies. Again, though, no, as as we said with crypto, you know, the only way you can a lot of people is very much fight the power, fight the power. But the only only way you can really approach these sort of issues is you know using them for good. And again, there, there are people out there doing that as well. I know you're doing that on Instagram, and I'm sure there are people out there doing it on TikTok as well. That's the only way you can really fight these things. As I said, too many people like to enjoy complaining, enjoy pity, enjoy 
you know, the anger of wanting vengeance of some sort, but they're very reluctant for using their powers for good. Um, That's it. Use it for good. That's the main thing. Use it for good. If you're going to use something, use it for good. You know, you have to take, but even that story there was used for good. You know, yeah. eventually it was used for good. When you really think about it, it was used for good to some extent. After yeah. after everything, we look at a story, take a lesson from it. So I think you're right. If something happens in life, you know, yeah. uh, try to do good, whatever the situation is. It's like one thing I learned as well, you know, if you've got someone yelling in your face and stuff like that, just give them a cheeky wink, a cheeky smile, maybe a hug, kiss on the cheek, and just send them on, send them on their way. You well, know? Kindness hurts people the most. It throws them off. They don't. They don't know what to do anymore. They don't. People don't know what. To, I, I like. I've. I've said to people before. You know. Good morning. How are you doing? Having a good day. They think I'm an absolute freak. I'm just. <laughs> people aren't used to this, these sort of things anymore. Especially in London. London's crazy yeah. for that sort of thing. You go up north. Pe- go up north. People have a good chin work. But London, well, I like. I do like up north. Like I probably will move up there eventually. Yeah, I do like it. Get Even stuff down. Now down south they're a bit funny. Down south. Sometimes. I've always said it, man. The Scots know how to get things done. I do love a good bit of Scotland. Edinburgh has always been a... Back when I was thinking about going to university, I, education aside, I always wanted to go to Edinburgh just because, like, well, it's beautiful. It's got the perfect ratio of city environment and then countryside literally at its doorstep. Like, there's not many places like that. It's phenomenal. It's phenomenal. Scotland is a beautiful place. Oh, yeah, Scotland is it 100%. Like, people are so kind. Like, open roads, no one's really about... I can listen to that accent. I can listen to that accent all day as well. Yeah, Love and they're it. nice. Love they're nice. Yeah. Never got into any trouble. Never got into any trouble. Down south, they're a bit funny, man. A bit funny. Yeah, you got to find the places where everyone's everyone's mate. Like, yeah. you, don't, you don't get that in London. Everyone's giving you, like, a quick stare up and down. Especially in the Soho. Yeah. Soho is like an episode of Black Mirror. It's crazy. Yeah, <laughs> mental. Even uh, Gotham, you know, like, uh, from Batman. Like, yeah. Like, Gotham City, yeah, mate. It's literally, it's, just, it's crazy, isn't it? I can't, I, I mean, like, because I don't live in these sort of areas. Like, I'm about an hour train journey into London, and I come in, it's a completely different, there's a completely different world out there. You've got to be careful in London. Like, that's why I don't really go out too much when I'm in London. Because mm. like, if I go out, I go into the forest, at night time, I'm already going out. I can handle myself, but it's like, bro, you bump into the wrong person in London, like, there's psychos there, and it's because of money. Yeah, it's like, do. love of money. It's love of money, bro. As you said, you know, it's how you, how you value money. Um, moving on slightly, so you, you covered crypto. What else are you working on? Um, so I'm doing a couple of bits in Dubai, like uh, sort of registering people over here because it's tax-free. Mm. So it's sort of, um, yeah, I'm doing something like that. Um, if anybody's even interested in, you know, coming to work for the company, let me know because it's going, it's going well by God's right. grace. And yeah, like um, it, is, it is something where we're just trying transferring people's businesses over here in Dubai because of the connection I made. So the connection I made was sort of like a, a millionaire shake. It was not really a shake, but he, before the rule to register a company here, you had to be a local Emirati. So for you to have a company, you have to give them 50% of your company. Now it's not like that. And because of the connection I have, it's not like that basically. So mm. yeah, it's something where people can, you know, come through to me, register a company here. Um, I charge them obviously, um, and yeah, um, I've got to pay what I've got to pay, but we include their flights, accommodation, hotel, all that kind of stuff. So yeah, it's, it's a model that I'm using in a moment. If anyone's interested, great commission, yeah. uh, crazy deals. And I'm also doing property development. So when I go back to the UK, I'm going to be doing a flip on the property development by God's nice. grace. And- so, yeah. yeah, that's always been something I've interested in, property development. You've got um, Legion XL part of any of that? That's selling business packages. Am I, am I right with that? So we were doing Legion XL before, and that's still going. That's still obviously revenue, and that's still got customers there learning. It's more of an empowering company, because like I said, we truly want people to do well in life. 
you know, yeah. we truly want people to see them do well. And we, even now it's like 40 pounds per month to be a part of it. Um, very, very and, cheap, uh, very cheap. That. Yeah, very cheap, but it's very high quality stuff. Like you can learn everything you need to do to make money online. How, um, how, how do you, how do you pattern all of that? Like just, you know, just knowing the right people or strategy, like, cause that, that, it, nope. how, how did you, how did you sort all of that out? Like that's, that's a very crazy deal that, you know, you've got good business packages there for very cheap price with, you know, professionals. What, Legion Excel? Yeah, Legion Excel. Yeah, um, it brought, to be honest with you, it happened because we just got to the point where, like I said, money is not our God. Mm. And I just thought to myself, like, why would we have, if we should want to change somebody's life, why charge them? We thought, let's just cover costs. Um, we were able to do a lot of software development, so it was our software, and we no longer needed to pay uh, from an outside source. So we thought, you know, drop it down to that, and um, people will have no excuse but to say yes to wanting to, you know, impact, impact their lives. And to be honest with you, it was like after a while, where I got to the point where I'm thinking, like, I'm trying to help people, and they're not even interested in the help. Um, so we then transitioned that into something else, um, and, yeah, that's what we're working on now. But it's still going ahead. The company's still there, still going ahead. Um, but yeah, we were able to just uh, buy a lot of the things that we were, the packages we were selling um, yeah. and no longer need to pay crazy monthly fees for develop ourselves. And then, yeah, we uh, we, we um, dropped the price vigorously. So f- financial gain aside, do you feel like as a businessman, you're still in the pursuit to help help people pretty much? You think that's, that's, that's do, you, do you think as a, in terms of percentage how much of your drive comes from that well i think like i just know once i get that i can help so many people like mm. it, it's good that keeps me going because even some money that sort of came through the other day i was able to bless a few people with it but it happened so weird like it was like i was tired but i kept going and going and it happened um and it's just, it's very, yeah, it does drive me, but it drives me without me knowing. Because once I get there, then I can I can do an abundance with it. Um, so it does drive me, because I know that's the end goal, to help people. Well, when I die, what is that money going to do for me I, when I die? It's going to help my family there. Yeah, I'll keep some there 100%. But, like, if you can help somebody with money, help impact their lives, why not? A lot of people take money, they hold it to themselves. So that's the end goal. You know, I think that's the end goal for a lot of people. Well, good-hearted people. Some people say, oh, no one ever helped me. But why would you store up all this wealth on earth when it's not going to affect you in no way, shape, or form with the dead? It's all pointless. Even the clothes we're wearing now, everything around us, bro, it's going to be gone one day, you know? It was like, I saw a Lil Wayne interview the other day where he was saying something pretty pretty similar. It was about, like, you know, when the stage doors close and stuff like that you are left with nothing more but yourself. And if, and if you're, if you treat your conscience as an individual rather than your body, then really that's actually all you have anyway. It's not even your body isn't even yours at the end of the day. Like, it's spirit. It's spirit. Hmm. And it belongs to God. And we all, from, from God we come from, from God we return. You know, hmm. so it's like, why, why would you, um, you know, sit there and risk, you know, holding up all that wealth when there's people homeless starving and you could have changed their lives just to sacrifice a bit of your wealth. You know, like why? It doesn't make yeah. sense. So yeah. So, do do you ever do a fantasize about any any anything else in terms of the, the future? Like, is there anything like do you have any like sort of cra- even even the craziest of ideas of things you see yourself creating one day or building or? Got some like... mad ideas. Mad ideas. Like, I wanna. We're looking in the future to create. We're already doing something like this with a crypto project where people get paid to play games. So literally, you go on your phone, play a game. Yeah. Um, you get paid in crypto. 
we're creating a few different things, um, you know, um, like exchanges and all that kind of stuff. But the biggest one I want to do, one of them, is basically something called like nice pay, where people get paid to be nice to each other. So there's certain oh. activities that you have to do and you get paid to be nice. So you go outside and you earn free crypto by just being nice to somebody. Yeah, that's a crazy Perfect. idea. How, how do you... This idea has been created today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's crazy, those sort of ideas, though, because you, 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 what you're doing now is exactly what we spoke about. You, you use the bad to make the good, you know? Just make, make a bit of financial capital gain. Yeah, I always thought about, like, crazy little ideas I haven't been thought of, like, I think always think about homelessness and you've got, like, maybe, like, a little contactless thing you keep next to them or something like that, you know? I think contactless, you can do a lot of good stuff with that. I've always thought contactless was evil just because, like, how easily I spend my own money. Well, then, it is, though. Eventually, it will be used for, like, that chip market of beast. Be like, beep, done. Like, eventually, yeah. but you use it for good, like you said, use it for it's, good. Yeah, you know, you, you give that to a homeless bloke and, you know, people go, oh, go on then. Yeah, right, beep, done. Bro, oh my Opp- days. Opportunities everywhere. I just got a revelation, right? Look at a knife, right? Yeah. A knife, imagine someone's hanging from their neck on a noose and, like, they need to come down, otherwise they're going to die, right? Yeah. You can use a knife to cut them loose to save their life, or you can use a knife to stab them and kill them. Yeah. If it's another situation. So you can use, you can use a certain, it, any item can be used for good or it can be used for bad. It's down mm. to the person. And so, so, many, so many people get lost in those sort of things as well as people love drawing lines and mm. picking a side. You know, that's how countries were built, weren't they? And that's how wars start. That's how re- yeah. religious conflicts start as well. So it was all about drawing the line. You just, you know, flip that pencil around, you got a little rubber. Um, yeah. But obviously all, all the way through your life, you know, from, from you know, you know your, your first in religious encounters, your, your fame, the struggles that came with that. I think you've experienced many, many, many different definitions of, of success. Um, and I think there was one point when I took a look at your website about a year ago, which is now down, by the way. Um, I don't know if you know that your website's down. But um, there, was, there was a question you asked to type in, and it was that definition of success. Um, I was wondering where that stands now, because it's quite a complex question. Yeah. And a lot of people have many different answers. Just to be fulfilled um, and to... To be fulfilled, to be at peace, and to be serving God right, that's what gives fulfillment. Mm. Um, I think, yeah, just overall to bring glory to God, like that's my definition of success. Because then if you can if you do that, you bring glory to God by doing good things, you know, like just being a good person. Yeah. That that's really, really truly and just saving souls. There's so many definitions of success, you know, like you can there's so many definitions of it. Like, for example, I could spill uh, some water right now and I clean it up with some tissue and that's a success because I did the task but there's so many tasks that I've got in mind that it's like overall I couldn't just put it into one nutshell there's a lot there's a lot there's a lot to it I think as yeah. well um another question I have is this is certainly something I, I had for the past year and um a lot of people listening will have the same thing in terms of a confusion of some sort of you know what they want to do um you're someone who obviously you know you'll probably laugh at this but it appears from uh, my perspective that you hit the ground running in terms of what you wanted to do um, and where you wanted to go and you to. sorry you have to you have to hit the ground running yeah in terms of what you want to do um where do, i want to know where that started and what what would you say to those people who don't know what they want to do because a lot, a lot of people have the idea of i mean i always knew like obviously i wanted to work hard at something i loved um and you know stay true to myself all of that 
but it's all about finding the substance and the fuel not the fuel but like the the substance you're going to work with the the passion where that lies and a lot of people don't find that because they're so lost um in in other things i just want to know what you'd have to say on that start if you don't start you're never going to know it's like for example you got a big journey through a forest or a jungle or whatever it may be and you know that if you go through this there's a potential you're going to end up on the other side and to the destination you want to go to yeah. now even like even having a boat or a plane if you're sitting in any type of situation and you know there's a place that you can go to and you don't take the action to go there you're never going to find out like if you sit there planning all the time look maybe if i go here maybe yes get ready for the execution but don't take long on the execution overall execute on starting if you don't start you're never going to know it's like seeing a treadmill right in front of you if you don't press that start button and start running you're never again going to get into the shape you want to get into or if you don't you know start a vehicle up in a, like a car whatever it may be you're never going to be able to drive it so you have to start you have to start and whatever happens it happens but at least when it happens you can face it one-on-one not yeah. just Oh, I didn't know overcome, redeem, all, all of those sort of things. Yeah, just, That's the worst regret in life, dying and not trying everything you want to try or you mm. know, trying to get to the success you want to go. Because you don't try stupid stuff, that's going to kill you. But you know, it's going to be a big regret if you have a dream and you don't go chase that dream. It's going to be a big regret. At least you know you tried. At least you can say when you die, I tried. Yeah, I tried. You know? Yeah, well, mo- hopefully they don't use the word try. I'm just saying that. Yeah. That's it. But even when you get there, at least you can go, I did try it and I succeeded. Yeah. Yeah, but what trouble? Oh, yeah, I had a dream, but I didn't really, I didn't give it a shot. Like I thought maybe it wasn't going to work out. So it's too complicated. That's going to be the worst regret because you're always going to think, what if? Because, you know, I tried. I tried, didn't happen. And what? At least I tried. At least I was, I faced it. You know, it's I was going to try it. It's because a normal life is so comfortable. I mean, look at the, look at the, everyone who commutes to work and stuff like that. That's so many people com- comfortable. Yeah. You know, there's a big danger zone out there, a big abyss, and there's a big fear of the dark, and not a lot of people like not a lot of people like to step in that direction. Hundred percent, they don't want to step in that direction. But the comfort zone is the most. The comfort zone is a beautiful place to visit, but a horrible place to stay. I like that. I like that. I think a lot of people have difficulty though distinguishing which is which. As well, but it depends on how long you stay there. For example. You go to bed, it's comfortable. You stay there for 30, you stay there for eight hours, lovely and comfortable, beautiful seat. You stay there for two years in the same bed, yeah, dangerous. This is a question actually. Funny, funny you should say that because you know, again, on, on these hustler mentality Instagram accounts, they're always talking about, you know, lack of sleep, lack of sleep. How much do you sleep? Because you you're a busy man. I love my sleep. The yeah. minimum I'm getting, like look, very, very rare, very rare, but if I have to do something, four hours. Three hours is the least I've ever had. But on an average basis, bro, I'm getting anywhere from seven to eight type of hours, you know, six, seven, eight. Like I'm told probably, I would say seven, eight hours. Like I can't feel energetic unless I have seven to eight hours. And sleep is important. If you don't have sleep, nothing grows. Look at you as a baby. If you never accept as a baby and it wouldn't have grown. So you need to sleep, man. You need to sleep. Otherwise, you're never going to grow. What about okay. like how early, late, go to bed, stuff like that? You're an early nighter? Yeah, I like getting early nights. Normally back in the UK, over here, for us, got messed up type of thing because um, the timing back in the UK, three hours behind, I'm doing a lot of calls at like 11 p.m. because it's only 8 p.m. back in the UK. Even now, it's 7 o'clock and it's around, I believe, 4 p.m. in the UK, so it's still daytime. Um, for me, it's something where I like to go sleep early because I can get up early. 
Um, nothing really major happens at night. Nothing phenomenal can happen at night. Uh, a lot of good things happen in the day. You know, without day, things won't grow. So you need to be awake during the day. So I like, yeah, I like, I'm an early, I'm an early bird. Normally, new came up at five a.m. Go sleep around ten p.m., eleven p.m. max. Uh, so yeah. Any other any other routines in your day, or is that just like? Um, even today, got up, went through any messages, etc., to get get everything lined up for the day. Then went to the gym. Obviously, the messages came back into reply. Uh, then obviously I know what I needed to do, got to do it, etc. So yeah, it's just like, um, the thing is, as an entrepreneur, look, routine is key, but at the same time, you're never going to know all the time. You're yeah. never going to know. Sometimes you just have to let things happen because even if you push it in a routine, you're never going to get there. It's like, I like to say working busy fools. Some people are busy fools. Some people will sit there all day doing the same thing, but get no results. You know, sometimes you have to switch up depending on the circumstances. Like being on a, tre a treadmill, another example. Yeah. You can go on a treadmill, you can run 200 miles, but where did you go? Yeah. You know, where did you go? So, yeah. Yeah. I think a lot of people have trouble structuring their day as well. That's only why I ask. It's just quite an interesting one. Is there anything else, anything else you feel like you want to cover there? I feel like we've covered quite a lot in the past hour and a half. I want to cover that this podcast show and interview show will be the biggest one one day. It'll be very big one day. I, I love that. Thank you, man. I do appreciate you coming on. It's been a long time coming for sure. And I think I've got exactly what I came for here. Um, I'm very oh, satisfied with this. And, I really you know, agree. I really you're more, more than welcome to come along again soon. I actually do have a co-host, but he's very ill at the moment, which is why he couldn't come along. But Tell him um, I send my regards. I hope he gets well better soon. Of course, man. Of course. Uh, I'm going to stop recording and then maybe a quick debrief after that. But this is it's been an absolute pleasure, man. I'd like to thank you a lot for coming on. You're a busy man. And yeah, no, I appreciate it, man. It's been good. You. All right. Thank you guys for listening as well. Big up.